Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, and my guest today is Eric Steenstra. Now, Eric is the executive director of HIA, the Hemp Industries Association, and he's also the president of Vote Hemp. Now, Vote Hemp is a national grassroots nonprofit advocacy group based in Washington, D.C. Vote Hemp's mission is to change state and federal laws to allow American farmers to once again grow industrial hemp commercially. So, Eric, Welcome to the iHemp Revolution. Thanks for having me on, Freddie. So, um, tell us, Eric, uh, what is the mission of HIA? Yeah, so um, the HIA is a uh, nonprofit uh, membership-based trade association, and our mission is to represent the interests of the hemp industry and our members, and to encourage research and development of new hemp products, and to expand the markets for industrial hemp. Now, now, when did you get involved in the uh, hemp industry? Yeah, so the Hemp Industries Association was founded in 1994, and um, I attended the, the original meeting and was a, was a founding member. I had gotten involved in the industry a couple of years before that. Uh, uh, I started a, uh, co-founded a company called Ecolution. It was a clothing, hemp clothing company. Okay. So that's how, that was how I got my um, my start in the industry. Oh, all right. Cool. So uh, when did you become the executive director for the HIA? Yeah, I became the executive director in 2008. Okay. And so there's quite a few states that have chapters uh, for the HIA. Uh, how many are there now? Yeah, there's 15 states that have chapters now for the HIA. And, um, you know, there's, there's some that have been, uh, actually our first chapter was the Tennessee chapter and they're one of our more active chapters have quite a few members. There's a number of very, you know, very good chapters out there that are doing great work. And so, uh, we're, we're really excited about the chapter program and the ability to build networks within, uh, you know, regional areas where there's hemp activity happening. So, uh, let's talk about the HIA conference in Denver. Now, uh, from what I understand, uh, and it's a four-day event, is that correct? Well, yeah, it's really, uh, so the first day there's an optional hemp farm tour, and uh, we actually had quite a bit of interest in that, and that is already sold out. So um, the, so that's on Saturday the 17th, but then the event really starts on the Sunday the 18th. We'll have a, uh, an AGM meeting uh, that members are able to attend, and then also uh, we're going to have a, uh, a networking event that evening. So Sunday evening from seven to nine. We did it last year, um, in Kentucky and it was very well received. There'll be, um, some hemp snacks. There'll be, uh, you know, drinks. There'll be a band playing. There'll be, uh, you know, other, uh, fun, 
sort of festivities. And it's just a great time to get together with uh, other people in the industry and get to know people maybe that you've, you know, seen online or heard about, but you've never met before and chances to, you know, to build, build relationships. And so that's uh, day one, day two, then day three uh, is on Monday and what's going on there? Yeah, so the, the last two days, Monday and Tuesday, are full of all our speakers and panels. And uh, we, we have our full schedule up on the website. So if anybody's interested to find out more about the conference, they can go to thehia.org. And uh, there's a you know banner about the conference right there on the homepage. Just click on that, and it lists the uh, details about the conference and how you can attend. And um, also uh, has a list of all the schedules and events for the for the for the conference. So um, you can see all the speakers that are going to be there. But we have an incredible lineup. We've got dozens of uh, expert speakers on uh, you know just a, a huge array of, of different topics. the The focus the focus of the event this year is really looking at sort of the future. You know we. In 2014, when the when Congress passed the the new Farm Bill, um, it finally opened up the you know the first opportunities for American farmers to be able to uh, you know grow grow hemp and also for researchers to begin working with the crop, and that has brought a lot of new people into the industry and it's and it's uh, you know um, it's been a, you know it's it's a first step towards commercial hemp farming. We really want to see you know um, hemp grown commercially under state regulation. Uh, without any of the restrictions that we have right now in the in the near future, but for the moment, it's it's allowed you know hundreds of um, farmers nationwide in different states to be able to begin working with hemp and uh, you know and and working with people in the industry. You know, for for twenty years, people had to source all their hemp from overseas, and so you know we have an import market. You know, more than a half a billion dollars worth of hemp products being sold in the United States just in twenty fifteen. I think. Uh, HIA estimates about $573 million of hemp products were sold in 2015, and almost almost 100% of those were um, were imported, which is crazy when yeah. we can draw it here. So, in any case, uh, some of the topics, I mean, we're going to, you know, we'll have a number of speakers. Uh, let's see, you know, on day one, for example, we have Dr. Ethan Russo. He's the medical director of a company called Phytex. He worked previously with uh, other companies and, and is a real sort of world-renowned expert on cannabinoids and he's going to give us an update on uh, on the you know the latest science and where we're at with cannabidiol and other cannabinoids um you know we've got speakers talking there's a great group um that's come out working to um build a commodity exchange for hemp uh called seedcx uh ed woodford's going to be speaking about how to you know how we can turn hemp into a commodity you know, uh, there's there's a real process to that, but they're putting a key piece in place by uh, by allowing hemp to be traded uh, as as a commodity. That that definitely uh, is very helpful. Uh, we've got folks talking about research. John McKay from uh, CSU and New West Genetics will be talking about uh, research and the future of you know hemp research and genetics. We, and then we in you know in the afternoon we have uh, a number of panels. And we're looking to get a, you know get more of a conversation going around these panels. Um, for example, there's going to be a law enforcement and local government panel that will talk about uh, you know some of the challenges that are happening at the local level. You know um, things like uh, trying to trying to figure out how hemp and and, uh, and the larger cannabis market can coexist. Uh, I know that's been an issue that's that's been you know looked at in Colorado. 
Uh, we have a panel on certification in intellectual property. That's been a you know big issue trying to figure out how we can get certified seed varieties and how people that have you know developed intellectual property you know can 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 bring their their you know uh, varieties of seeds into the market and have those you know be respected and protected. Uh, we got a banking and finance panel uh, talking about some of the challenges. I mean, there's you know everything from you know, if you you're a farmer and you go to grow hemp and you go to your banker and you want to get a loan, are they gonna are they gonna give you a loan? And, and it seems like in a number of cases there's still some real questions about that. And bankers have not uh, you know fully wrapped their heads around the fact that this is uh, this is now a, a legal market you know under the farm bill. And then you know national legislation. We have a really exciting one thing I'm really excited about is that uh, uh, there's a group out of North Carolina. Uh, an architect named Tim Callahan and his partner, really. Yeah, they're going to be coming and doing a really uh, innovative panel. We've invited um, building inspector and uh, government officials from Adams County to come out, and um, they're going to do a mock submission. So one of the challenges with hempcrete is the fact that, you know, in order to get it approved as a building material, it's, it's a challenge because the local building inspectors don't probably understand what hempcrete is, and in order to get that approved, you've got to go through some processes to get that. And so anyways, they're going to do actually a mock submission to, uh, you know, to a building, actual building inspector where people can see how they're going to present it, some of the challenges that the building inspectors might come back with and questions they might have and how those things can be answered. So help, hopefully to help people understand how if they're, if they're serious about, you know, building a, um, a you know, concrete structures in their local area, how they could go about getting it approved through local building inspectors. So those are just a few of the things. And we've got a bunch more. Uh, Dr. Trey Riddles coming from Sunstrand. They're, they're a composites company out of oh, Kentucky. Yeah. It's working on developing, uh, you know, hemp fiber for composites, among other fibers. They're going to talk about it. Uh, we have uh, Greg, uh, Greg Bumbaugh, who's the CEO of Flexform Technologies. They're a company that's actually supplying uh, natural fiber composites, including hemp, to the auto industry and to other markets. Uh, he'll be speaking. We have a number of researchers from Virginia Tech, North Dakota State, uh, University of Kentucky that'll be coming to talk about the research work that they're doing. Uh, day two, we've got uh, a, a great panel on um, CBD pain in the brain uh, with um, Heather Jackson from the Realm of Caring, a couple of former NFL players, Jake Plummer and uh, Charlie Adams for the Denver Broncos, among other teams, and then a, a neurologist and expert on cannabinoids uh, as well. Yacubus Zaburkus is going to be speaking. And then we've got so many other panels. I mean, just no matter what you're interested in, uh, whether it's farming, we've got uh, Gary Meyer from Hemp Genetics International talking about best practices. If you're a farmer that you're saying, hey, I'm interested in growing this, or I started growing it, but I've still got questions about it. Here's somebody who's been doing this for um, for more than 15 years in Canada and understands, you know, inside and out. Uh, we're going to have a panel on regenerative agriculture. I'm excited. Doug Fine, great author and uh, and uh, you know, farmer, is is going to be speaking along with John Rulak and David Bronner from Dr. Bronner's Magic Soaps and John Rulak from Nativa. Um, I mean, I can go on and on and on, but you know, in any case, people should uh, people should go to the website if they haven't checked it out yet. You can download a full list of all the panels and speakers, and uh, you know, definitely um, check it out because uh, this this is an event not to be missed. There's so many so many great presentations there. I think um, you know, and a lot a lot of local Colorado folks as well. We're really excited to be in Colorado this year. 
Well, yeah, you, you got a great, great line up there, uh, Eric. And I was gonna, I was gonna ask you what are some of the benefits of people already in the hemp industry? And I think you just gave a list <laughs> of all the benefits of people getting all the information they need. And also, too, you know, why would people not in the hemp industry want to attend? Well, there's a, there's a lot of potential reasons why somebody who's not in the industry might be interested. Uh, you know, regulators, legislators, uh, you know, county officials, if they're looking at this, and we've had a number of, a lot of interest from, <clears throat> you know, from state and federal legislators and from mm -hmm. county officials, and they're really curious about this, and they want to know, you know, they've heard that, you know, there's hemp grown, being grown, but how can they get it, you know, how can they get their county situated to, or their state or, you know, or whatever situated to be able to take advantage of this, of this market and what are some of the issues and, you know, where, where, you know, where, where is, where is, how is this hemp being processed and sold? And so but that's what the, you know, the big theme this year is the future of hemp. And so we're really trying to, you know, to allow these conversations to take place in these panels and whatnot. So we can really explore because the industry still, you know, we have we have so much potential right now, but we have uh, a lot of challenges we're facing. You know, we lost all the genetics that uh, that had been developed by the USDA in the first half of the last century. They're gone. I mean, all that's left now is we've got, you know, wild feral hemp growing in, you know, far fields of Nebraska or, you know, Minnesota or whatever. And so, uh, you know, we've got to develop new varieties, the processing technologies, there needs to be investment in that. There's a lot of uncertainty because the you know because the, the we're still at just at this research and pilot program phase. There's a lot of uh, questions about that. So those are some of the things we really want to explore. Um, you know, another exciting panel too that I want to mention is uh, we have a you know Native American tribes, a number of them, uh, but but in one in particular, Alex Whiteplume at the uh, Oglala Sioux tribe has been uh, at grew hemp. Uh, several years and had, um, you know, federal officials, DEA come in and, and, and take down his crop. And, uh, they actually filed an injunction against him. And Vote Hemp worked with, uh, with some attorneys to try to get that cleared out this year. And we're really excited that, that, that injunction was overturned by, by a federal judge. And so Alex is going to be there along with, uh, Marcus Grignon from the Hempstead Project Heart. He also is a member of the Menominee tribe that's had some real, they had a crop this, uh, this past year that, uh, that was also, uh, uh, destroyed by the DEA. And so we're going to have a few attorneys to talk about that. And, uh, we really want to explore that too, because we think it's, you know, it's really important that, uh, everyone within, you know, uh, U.S. territory, whether it be a state or a, you know, a territory or a sovereign tribal nation, they all should have the right to be able to grow this crop and to benefit from it. And so, anyways, uh, I'm excited that Alex is going to be there and that panel is going to be really, you know, delving into that. And I just want to mention one other thing, if I could, Freddie, that, uh, a lot of people have asked, you know, you know, what, what, so we, we talked a lot about all the speakers and literally, I, you know, we've got dozens of expert speakers coming from all over to, to address some of these issues. I just want to emphasize some of the other things that people will get if they attend the conference. So I mentioned the networking event on Sunday night. We also have, there will be a, a luncheon on both Monday and, and Tuesday. And we also will have a networking dinner and, with awards. And uh, so an awards and networking dinner. So there's a, you know, a number of meals that are included with, uh, with your, with your ticket. You got two full days of speakers, the networking event. It's just, 
it's jam packed. And uh, I don't think you can find, you know, uh, if you're in the if you're in the industry, or if you want to find out more about it, I don't think you can find a better place to, you know, learn about it than than at the HIA conference. So um, where's the location? Where, where, where's it going to be held at? <laughs> Glad you asked. Uh, yeah, we're going to be, <clears throat> as I mentioned, we're in Colorado, actually, it's a uh, just outside downtown Denver, we're going to be in beautiful Westminster, Colorado at the Denver Marriott Westminster. And more details are about, uh, are, uh, there on our website about that as well. There's a link to the, uh, to the hotel for address and whatnot. But, uh, so it'll be just in Westminster. Okay. Well, great. And, uh, naturally there's a cost to this also. Yeah, there is. So, um, HIA members get a uh, $50 discount. So if you're an HIA member, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, $50 off. That would be $350 for HIA members. And then we also have it open to non-members and it would be $400. Okay. Um, I also mentioned that, uh, there are, there are some very few, uh, spaces left, but there are a few exhibit spaces left. So if somebody wants to come and set up a booth to, you know, to, to display their products and, uh, you know, and, and, and offer them to the attendees, that's also possible. Okay, so you you will have uh, exhibitors there then. We do. Like I said, we're all, almost sold out on the booths, but we do have a few spaces left. Okay, well, great. So I have a, a question here. Um, where do you see the industrial hemp industry going after it's legalized at the federal level? Well, you know, I, I think that the, the big thing that's going to happen once we see, uh, you know, full commercial cultivation of hemp is that the investors that are, you know, have been sitting on the sidelines will, will start to come in right now. We've got the, you know, the folks that are, you know, the early adopters, people that are a little more uh, interested in taking some risks have, have dove into the market. And there's other people that are still waiting to see this, that develop. The other thing that's going to happen is that some of these other challenges that we're facing things like, you know, for example, banks saying, you know, hey, we're not sure, we, we don't know if we can lend to, uh, you know, to a hemp business. I think we'll see a lot of that start to change as well as it, as it becomes, you know, a, another, just another crop that we grow in this country. And that's, and that's what it was for, for centuries and what it should be again. So, um, I think it'll, you know, it'll really accelerate the, um, you know, the, the, the development of the market into a real, you know, uh, serious commercial market right now, you know, it's, it's definitely headed in a really good direction, but we still, you know, we need to remove the rest of those restrictions that are holding us back. And that's mainly just not allowing, com you know, full commercial cultivation. What is your, your vision, the future of hemp in the United States? You know, uh, my, my vision for, for hemp is that, uh, you know, seeing, seeing research applied to this crop, I think it has such incredible potential. There's no other crop, I don't believe, in the United States that has as much potential as hemp. When you look at all the aspects of what you can derive from the, from the plant, you've got, you know, an incredibly strong and useful fiber. The only other fiber crop we have in the United States is cotton. Cotton's not the most sustainable crop, uh, you know, in terms of all the chemicals that are used on it and the amount of water that's needed for it. And you can't grow it in all 50 states like you can with hemp. So hemp's got real potential there. Uh, you know, the, the, the core, the bast or the herd material, uh, has some amazing potential. It's, you know, basic cellulosic. You know, we've had 
for example, a professor last year that spoke at our conference from Clarkson University, Professor David Mitlin, talked about uh, new research that he's been doing that showed that you can take this hemp fiber and convert it into a material that's like graphene. Now, graphene is a super expensive high-end material, and here he's figured out a way to take this plant-based material from hemp, convert that into a much cheaper version that works, apparently performs as well or better. And this can be used in, you know, um, in what, like one of the technologies of the future is going to be batteries and storage, right? Figuring out mm -hmm. ways to store energy more. And so here, this this new material made out of hemp fiber could play a huge role in that. You know, when, when hemp was grown 50 years ago, all they thought about was, you know, making twine or, or webbing or rope. It was more basic uses. And, and I think that 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 research is going to open up huge markets. And I, and so then, then you take, you look at the seed and you say, okay, where are we at with the seed? Well, already, even with all the restrictions we have, we've got hundreds of millions of dollars worth of products being sold from foods, delicious, nutritious, you know, foods, uh, to, um, you know, body care and other industrial products made from the oil. So, uh, you know, I think that there's, there's even more potential from the seed. You know, when you look at the, the characteristics of the seed, it's it's superior to a lot of others from just its nutritional profile. And I think, uh, you know, we could see right now we've got, you know, uh, hundreds of millions of in sales. I think we could see, you know, billions and billions of sales once, uh, you know, more, more companies uh, jump into this, especially some of the larger manufacturers. So, and then you've got the, you know, the cannabinoids and, and, and the research on that is just, uh, it's really astonishing. There are so many, you know, uh, recent uh, research papers that have come out showing that uh, CBD and other cannabinoids have um, have real potential for a lot of different applications. And so um, that's, that's, a, that's another incredible area where hemp can play a real role. And when you look at all that, I mean, I, I you know, I think it, it takes time to develop a commodity like that, you know, develop a crop like this into a commodity. But I think, uh, you know, within, Within a matter of, uh, you know, uh, decades, we're going to see, you know, hemp being grown on millions of acres again in the United States. And it's going to be another important part of our agriculture, uh, you know, for farmers. Yeah, that's the, a lot of information people can get at the HIA uh, conference in Denver. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to bring up before we bring this to a close, uh, Eric? Yeah, the only other thing I would say, uh, Coach, is that, uh, you know, uh, everybody uh, needs to know that what's critical uh, in order to move this industry forward is is changing the federal law to move from where we are now with the pilot programs and research to full commercial cultivation. And in order to do that, we have to pass uh, a couple of bills that we have uh, in in Congress pending right now. So in the in the House of Representatives, there's uh, HR 525. It's called the Industrial Home Farming Act. Uh, has 73 co-sponsors already, but we need more. And so everybody that's listening, everybody hears this. If you have written, great, write again. If you haven't written, please do it. Go to votehemp.com slash take action. And you can, we have a nice pre-written letter. You can modify it and you can send off a, a note to your legislators. And, and then uh, that'll also include the senators. And there's a Senate bill sponsored by Senator Wyden from Oregon. And, uh, has, uh, now six, six, uh, 15, uh, 15 or 16 co-sponsors. So that is S-134, also called the Industrial Home Farming Act. And we need to get those bills passed. So I'd just say, you know, whenever you can share that with your listeners, that's the most important thing we can do right now to try to move, uh, 
move hemp into the future. Eric, I want to thank you for being a guest on the iHemp Revolution. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.